Exactly, Chichi. I'm so popular, and we are once again live in my living room here in Shinjuku. Tonight, we are discussing the city of Tokyo and a wonderful film called Funeral Parade of Roses. And I'm here with a very special guest who's sitting across me right now. Couldn't be more thrilled. Who the fuck are you? Hello, my name is Laviana. I'm so happy to be here with you because I am so popular. Yes, you are so popular, Laviana. What are you doing? <laughs> so I refer myself as the sex ed performer. I do a lot of performance in drag based on postpartum depression or like mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. or like sexuality, you know, those kind of gender identity, those kind of things. Wonderful. And why are we friends? So yeah, we. it's back to... Three years ago, two, three years ago, maybe? Yeah, three years two, ago. two years ago, three years ago mm-hmm. in Nagoya, which is another city here in Japan, in the middle of nowhere. And we <laughs> used to go to this like once a month international mix club yeah. event. Well, the first we guest perform. I ever had on my podcast was Miku. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yes. you were the second Metro Queen. Metro Queen. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, work. And you have. In front of my very eyes, done my favorite drag performance I've ever seen, oh my ever. God. And it was you Thank and your you. daughter doing Shakira uh-huh. and Rihanna. Uh-huh. With, <laughs> and what you two did is you two fucking filled up an inflatable pool of lube and did that in front of the whole. You didn't tell Matthew, the club no, owner, about no, it beforehand. No, we, did, we didn't. We didn't tell anything. Yeah, good call. And you two got in that fucking lube pool and yes. were making out, getting. Sl- it was we breathtaking. <laughs> I have, it's literally my favorite drag <laughs> show I've ever seen in my life. We did, we did that, yes. We wanted to do something, like, new and fresh, you know, like. Yeah. And, like, we have this idea that we want to do something with, like, a, a loop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why we came, like, um, can what was the song? Like, Can't Forget To. I, I can't remember can't to remember forget, forget you. you. Yeah, <laughs> Can't Remember To Forget You, Rihanna and Shakira, so we did that. It yeah. was so hot. <laughs> I just, um, it was jaw-dropping. I feel like, you know, drag queens in Japan, it's very difficult uh-huh. because we don't get what American drag queens do, mm-hmm. which is the 30-second break where you go and collect the tips. Yeah, yeah. In Japan, no one will throw coins at you or offer you that stuff. There's only, like, the send-in, like, $10 bill, basically. Yeah. So you don't get to do tips ever. So... I mean, there's, like, some clubs that will, like, give you, like, cash replacements or whatever, but, like, that's quite unusual. Mm -hmm. So, drag queens in Japan have to run the fucking number the whole time. Yes. We're always looking for gimmicks and, like, ways to make it happen and ingenuitive. And Mm -hmm. that lube number was everything. But you always (laughs) turn the fucking party when you are in drag. It's crazy. (laughs) You know you do. Right? Yeah. I love it. I just love it being on stage. And, like, it's very fun to be, like, entertaining people, you know? I mean, you entertain. Yes, you I do. do. I, I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember my friend Kanan? Yeah, I love her. She says, um, in front of, you know, me and Laura Zapalm, Gustav, uh-huh, mm-hmm. like, she will say this in front of either of us. She's like, my favorite drag queen is Lobby. Oh my god, <laughs> come on. She's my queen. But she's my she's queen, too. so stunning. I know, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I don't know, something about your stage presence is just so fascinating when oh, you're in drag. Thank you. There's the hairy chest, for one. Yeah. No always. one can ignore St- it. Yeah, always. That's always. a statement. Like, yeah. If you tell me to shave my, like, if, if you tell me, like, I'll give you a gig, but you have to shave your chest hair, 
No, thank you. Has Bye. So, has someone done that to you before? Yes. What? The audacity. Audacity. Right? <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. They what have kind a thing like you cannot. For? Yeah, you cannot like show your chest hair or like you have to shave it. I was like, oh, thank you. Bye. See no, you in you. the next life. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and you do the hair choreography all the time. Your hair oh, is flying time. around, all whipping around. Yes. Whirlpool. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> With the lube. <laughs> Whenever you would show up in Metro and you do a number, or if you'd come like after showtime or whatever, it was always, I knew that I was going to get wasted and it was going to be a party. <laughs> it was like you and Alice, especially, Alice likes oh, to bully the, the gorgeous. girls. Oh, yes, yes. She, yeah. she, she was the one like giving shots to people. Oh, yeah. And pretending she's drinking, but she's not drinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what she did to me one time? Is yeah. She kept giving me tequila shots and she gave me so many that I went back to my boyfriend's house uh-huh. and I threw up all over his bathroom. <laughs> and we had been dating for like two months at that point. So like I came home like makeup smeared on my face and just like plastered the bathroom and vomit. <laughs> she loves it. One night I also remember um, I had finished a showtime and it was my messiest makeup night mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. because I was borrowing Miku's... Uh, makeup kit. Uh-huh. Okay. And... I didn't know, like, her contour and, like, highlight, mm-hmm. like, powders very well. Mm-hmm. And so I took the darkest of the contour <laughs> and I put it on my face. And I had two fucking black lines on my face the whole night. Oh, my God. And I was wearing this swimsuit with, of course, no pads because uh-huh. I would never do pads mm-hmm. ever. That's that's mm-hmm. not my gig. And just, you know, two glistening white legs and two black lines <laughs> black lines. On my face. Across your face, like, oh yeah, oh, disaster. That's, that's fun. That that was fun times. Yeah, I yeah, miss it. I it miss was, Metro. I think there's no like in Tokyo. Like, I never seen a club or like event like Metro. Like, yeah. Well, I think what's special about Metro is that it's like the only kind of like foreigner oriented mm-hmm. gay party in yeah, Nagoya, yeah. and it has so much history. And so it's a few one of the few like gay parties, regular gay parties in Nagoya. Yeah, like, because like there's not many. Of course, there are like Japanese gay events, mm-hmm. but they only happen like once every two three months, right? If not like longer. So yeah, I and think. there's like not really like a dedicated gay. I mean, there are gay bars, but there's not like so many the gay clubs or like yeah the clubs they would like they don't have gay clubs in in nagoya yeah so you came to tokyo about a year and a half ago yes i know one year and a half yeah and the reason i brought you on today Mm -hmm. is because um number one i just really value our little shared history and drag together and those uh memories of metro are like really important to like my development in drag Uh whatever and of course i think about you and alice and miku and gustav as laura you know Uh all that is very essential to me but you came to Tokyo about a year and a half ago. Yes. I came three weeks ago. Yes. And so now I have my Tokyo Senpai in front yeah, of me. Welcome to Tokyo. Thank you. Yes. Can you tell me how you felt when you like first moved here? Like okay, first of all, you're from Brazil, right? Yeah, I'm originally from Brazil. Grew up in Japan. Right. Yeah. So where in Brazil were you born? I was born in a small town mm-hmm. in Sao Paulo State. Yeah. Yeah, so like six hours from Sao Paulo by car. Okay. Maybe, yeah, it's a very small town. And yeah. then you came to Japan. Yeah, I came And to where Japan. were you when you came here? I, I came to Japan when I was three years old. I went to Fukui first. That's my Fukui. first place. Yeah, first place that I the came. The middle of fucking nowhere. Middle of like the mountains and the, the ocean. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Inaka. Inaka, like so Inaka. <laughs> and then from there you went to Aichi and did Nagoya? 
No, after that, I went to Brazil again. Okay. And then I came back to Japan and I went to Aichi for like six years.、Mm-hmm. And then I went to Kanazawa for four years.、Yeah. And then I, I went back to Nagoya. Okay. So Nagoya was the biggest city that you lived in up until Tokyo. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So how did you feel when you first moved here? It was like very strange. Like,、mm-hmm. I always used to go to Osaka or Tokyo like regularly, like once、You're、a month. Touring, or, yeah. yeah. Touring. <laughs> touring. Touring. Yeah,、quotes. like quotes. Quote unquote. <laughs> But yeah, I, I always used to come here. So, like, I had a lot of familiar faces.、Mm-hmm. But it was a strange time because, like, COVID obviously just started、oh, hitting、yeah. Japan. And, like, we were starting like, to cancel gigs or postpone.、Mm-hmm. Or, so, like, I was like a very new queen. In Tokyo, but I couldn't do a lot of stuff because of you know the situation. So it was like, oh, let's like I had already like a couple of gigs planned, yeah, but they were all like postponed or canceled. Oh my god, so it was like very strange, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even with all of those canceled gigs, I mean, you've made a name for yourself here for sure. Like, you just joined a house recently, didn't you? Yes, I just joined the Kiki House of Pink Lady. Omedito. Yeah, thank you, Mother Copy. <laughs> She's legendary. I know. Legendary. I mean, for real, like, that's one of the Tokyo names for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, international mother of yeah, Pink Lady. And yeah, and also Mizrahi, like the, the major house. So yeah, she's like gorgeous, amazing, stunning. Talented, like, so, I mean, so, so. It's、good. like a testament to your talent. Like, you came here with. In the middle of a pandemic, like with the、yeah. you know, Nagoya history、yeah. behind you, and look what you like turned out. <laughs> and now you're modeling for Tom of Finland. Tom of Finland, come I on. I know. Those pictures, I could not believe. I gasped <laughs> when you, I saw them posted. <laughs> I mean, and it's really cool because I know you work for, can I say where you work? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you work for Tango, which、yeah. is the, the sex toy company. Sex toy company, yeah. yeah. Japanese sex toy company. And so you do like, a lot of like, sex advocacy and, and what have you, and like, awareness yeah, stuff. Yeah. And you do it really elegantly in your drag as well without making. Yeah, I do. You know, because I think a lot of political queens in America, like, you know, when they do politics, it's just that. It's just,、uh-huh, you know, they come、uh-huh. up with the picket sign or whatever. But like, when you did like, the lube number, that's super political and like, really like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. It's in a way that's really artful and interesting instead of just being, you know, like getting scolded and having someone <laughs> wave a finger at you. So it makes sense to me that you, you know, became a Tokyo star nonetheless. No, 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 not a star. Like, we're, we're getting there, but yeah. Well, I'm nowhere. <laughs> okay. Come on, you just arrived, so. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I have no idea. I mean, you're here, thank God. Yeah, like, I can be like your, your godmother. <laughs> yeah, my godmother picking me up from Lyra. <laughs> Yeah, but Lyra is, is a very big name too in、yeah. Nagoya, like in, even like around Japan. I think so too.、Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it'll be good when I'm like starting to get my, my heel in the、mm-hmm. door, as,、mm-hmm. as it were, to be like, oh, like, yes, I worked at Lyra's bar. Lyra's bar, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lyra, I know her.、Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've never really been like a, a showtime girl, you know?、Mm-hmm. I'm like an after show kind of mm-hmm. gal. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how to do lip syncs, right?、Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen me perform quite a few times, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not great. No, but I just think like we have different like, styles. Like, even、yeah. in drag, like, we have like, different drags. Like, and this is the thing, like, here in Japan, 
a, like there's so many but I think it's very different from the drag scene in the US yeah. or in Brazil and here in Japan because as you work in bars like they have so many bars here in Japan mm-hmm. like drag queen bars like you just customer just come to talk to you yeah. and they pay drink to you so this is like very popular style here so like if you like to talk to people mm-hmm. that's one thing you can do yeah. as well you don't necessarily have to be lip syncing right and I think it's kind of overdated too, like to just so like too. do a lip syncing performance. Yeah. Like people are not like just here for that. No, you know? totally. Like, so you, I think like each, each, each queen should do what they can excel doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I always like think about too. Yeah. Well, you excel at everything. So but now come on. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it's like, I think what's special about Japanese drag culture is like you said, like there is room for everything mm-hmm. because the gay scene is so fragmented into smaller pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if you go to Nichome, there's seven billion bars for every small genre of yeah, faggot, yeah, yeah. you know? And that's wonderful. But you know, in America it's everyone gets like shoveled into the same room. Mm-hmm. So then everyone does like the same top forty like lip sync and stuff. Uh-huh. And I like lip syncing, but I just don't know how to like do what I really want to do and, like, kind of do something, like, edgy uh-huh. and, like, more, like, long-form, like, art. And it's hard to do that at Metro, you know, <laughs> yeah, at, like, yeah. a club venue, so. But I think, like, Metro is the best place, like, to experiment. Like, yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want there. <laughs> well, that's where I did the pulling chains out of my pussy number. Yes. And that, that was controversial, actually. If you watch the video of me doing it, there's, like, two, like, Filipino girls in the front row being, like... Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, and like looking back, like, oh my what? god, what, what is that? <laughs> okay, so we've set the stage. You got to Tokyo, and mm. you know, COVID was awful and everything. But I mean, this is the first time living in a super huge yeah, city. Huge city like Tokyo, yeah. yeah, first time. What did you think about that? It was very intimidating as well. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, I had some connections, but I didn't know where to start. And, like, and also, this is the thing, like, Tokyo is very, like, individual mm-hmm. work. Like, you know, like, they don't have, like, a lot of um, groups or, like, queens that work with each other. Like, we all work with with each other, but, like, you have to find, you have to look for yeah. your own gig. Like, you have to hunt almost your gig. Right. So, yeah, you have to always be, like, on in the front and like, you have to always, always to show up and be noticed because there's so many things in Tokyo and so many drag queens. so many drag queens so many like entertainers so many performers yeah so like if you don't keep up mm-hmm. they will forget you and they will have like another, another performer new, another queen girl. another yeah. yeah it's always like always coming like so showgirls oh my mm-hmm. god because well, I mean in Nagoya it's like it's like this same five white girls like in the in the Japanese circuit, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like once you're there, like you're kinda like there. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So there's not really a lot of pressure to like yeah, you know. There's keep not up. a lot of movement, you know, like yeah. of people. But in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. It's always coming new people and oh, new yeah. girls and I mean even with COVID there's still like new like bedroom queens popping up and doing gigs like two months yeah, later all the yeah. time it seems. Yeah. And you know what in Nagoya, you know, it was like you, like me, like Miku, and like, mm-hmm. and Larissa Palm, yeah. Gustav, and like, that's like, you know, about it. I mean, Belgium moved to Tokyo too, right? Or was is in Osaka now? Yeah, so. I think. Yeah, I think she's in Tokyo. Or, yeah. Yeah. So it's like the same small group of people, mm-hmm. you know, and most of them like got their start in Metro and then can do other stuff from there. Like Miku really has like you know branched out into mm-hmm. other gigs and stuff there, but it's like in Tokyo. 
it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to like keep working, keep working like the whole time. I know. I haven't even started. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even started. I'm terrified, really. Yeah. I don't know if I'll keep if I'm gonna be able to keep up. So like it's basically like you show up and if they like you they'll book you. It's uh-huh. very much that. Right. Yeah. So you have to be like present. Oh God. All the time. So that's why like people tell me like I never I barely see you out of drag anymore. Like I never see you out of drag anymore uh-huh. because like I'm I'm not out of drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of <laughs> most of the time. Tonight will probably so, be the first time in a while because we're gonna go to Nichome after this that you'll yeah, be. There. But I was in drag before coming here. Were you really? Yes. Doing what? I was like doing like a shooting uh-huh. for a project. So I was like doing drag. Then I went to Nichome for like some meeting and then. I was like, that's why, that's why I messaged you, like, do, do do I have to be in drag? And it was like, no, so, like, I just take off. Well, I mean, I initially, when I was thinking of this, I was like, oh, we'll, like, film it and put it on YouTube, and I'll get into drag, too. And I was like, I am too lazy tonight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I want pizza. Right. It was hot outside, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good that I'm going to be, like, starting, like, in the fall, because mm-hmm. then yeah. my makeup will be melting off all yeah. the time. Yeah. Oh, dear. I'm terrified, really. Uh-huh. But... My, you know, we're talking about Tokyo in general, and, you know, my experience moving here. I was, like, in the middle of nowhere in America, mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere in Japan, and now I'm in the biggest metropolitan the mi- city yeah, in the world. In the world, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, everything is shocking. Uh-huh, yeah. Absolutely everything, in the most beautiful way. Like, I keep finding myself getting overwhelmed with, like, sublimity about, like, uh-huh. being on the train and, like, seeing, like... People. <laughs> For real, like, people. There's, like, 200 people in, like, one car with you. Yeah. And everyone is having their own, like, narrative going on. And, yeah. like, just getting that peak of it, like, right then, I think is, like, super beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that. Then there's the gay scene. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It's Girl. so different. Girl. It's so different. It's not different. It's Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Jupiter. Like, what is going on? I open my nine mon or like my grinder application you know like apps you know social like connecting apps you open (laughs) some you know some social networking networking apps apps, yeah yeah. (laughs) i open those and within a hundred meters there's like so many fucking people it's absurd and like back in nagoya like used to be like the closest one would be like two kilometers away yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like (laughs) one mile yeah and that was you know nagoya in mie girl (laughs) forget can you imagine forget about it yeah no (laughs) two hours two two hours drive to get a d (laughs) literally no for real like i was hooking up with this bisexual guy for like nine months and he drove from matsusaka like a different city to come see me like for real like it gets it gets bleak out in the countryside but like here you can meet people uh-huh. as much as you want, no matter what you look like or mm-hmm. who you are or, like, anything. Like, there are people to meet. Mm-hmm. I find it amazing. Yeah. Like, you can go to the convenience store, come back, and have, like, three days. No, for real. I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, I was doing my tallies last week. Like, last week, it was like... It's like... I was like, holy shit. And it's like... I mean, I think it's good. I mean, it's exciting, yeah. but it's also kind of like the lore of Palmer, like, um, descent into hedonism, like, <laughs> what am I doing to myself kind of thing. But maybe since you're, you know, the sex But yeah, like, this here. is my model. Like, if you, if you like, regret it, uh-huh. but if you know that you want to do that, mm-hmm. when you want to do that, mm-hmm. and you regret, regret that you d- did it, mm-hmm. it's better than regret, regret something that you didn't, didn't do. do. Yeah. That's so true. So, like, I prefer, like, to keep true to myself. Yeah. And just, like, you know, like, uh, enjoy life. like Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly my philosophy, too. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I always want to try something because 
if it's awful or like you regret it after it, usually it's like a funny story after, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that makes people interesting. Cause I think a lot of people these days are like really risk averse mm-hmm. and they just want to like lock themselves into something that's easy. Mm-hmm. And Tokyo is the city to get the, away from that and just yeah. thrust yourself yeah. into endless experience. Yeah, true. And they just like be be like aware of your like, you know, yourself and like mm-hmm. if you, if you're feeling like a little like down about that, like mm-hmm. just stop doing like just like talk yeah. to yourself. Well, you yeah. have to like balance. This is like exa- you know, Foucault is on the table right here, yeah. history of sexuality. And what he talks about endlessly is about learning the art of governing mm-hmm. yourself and like yeah. learning how to um, you know, sometimes decline things you want to do or, like, things that seem, like, good because you know it won't be good for your overall health or mm-hmm. um, the way you relegate your pleasures or whatever. And learning how to do that is, like, a journey for me. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. as I get thrust into the sex hole that is Tokyo. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, Tokyo has, like, a city for, like, you know, like, a district for every, like, Everything. different kind of... Yeah, because, like, obviously we have a Shinjuku Nichome, which is the biggest mm-hmm. gay district in Tokyo, like, gay town in Tokyo. Right. Or in Japan, but like Nichome is actually like not a very welcoming for everyone mm-hmm. policy because like it's very specific kind of people that get attention in Nichome. Mm-hmm. And what kind of person is that? Do you think? Well, it's like very like buff, short oh, hair, no. bearded people that get a lot of attention in Tokyo uh-huh. in, in Nichome. Yeah. So there's actually like I have talked to many people who come move to Tokyo from like a very countryside of Japan. Right. Like, gay people, queer people, like, you know, non-binary, lesbian, like, whoever. It's like, they thought that Tokyo Shinjuku Nichome would save them because they felt very lonely in their own, like, like Mm -hmm. hometowns. But when they come here because they don't fit those norms, like, those stereotypes of, like, beauty, like, Uh people don't don't care about them in Nichome. Right. So, yeah. But, like, Tokyo, if you, like, go one station, it's a whole different world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you have to find, like, where you feel, yeah, yeah. where you feel, like, comfortable. Even the cruising spots. Oh. They have, like, so many different... Like, they, they have to look... You. <laughs> Are we going to talk about the cruising spots right now? Are we going to talk about the Hotenva? <laughs> yes. There is one 10-minute walk away from here, okay? From my fucking apartment. There is a Hotenva that is popping. Mm-hmm. And I go. <laughs> and things happen there. In the middle of the week. Oh, yeah. On a Wednesday <laughs> night, babe. On a Wednesday night. 2 a.m. If you go there, people will people be there. there. Yeah. What the fuck? How and like is they this have, real? and they have like cruising stop- spots for for bears, for twinks, for like twinks, who, like older people who older even, people who like twinks, I don't for even older know people who like the, older people for like like when, know, I don't even know what the what the genre of BDMD this. or like <laughs> anything, anything. I don't even know what like the genre of this site I'm going to is. I just like, I go there and there's like men like lined up waiting for something and you know things happen, and um, I mean. One of my favorite novels of all time is this book called Faggots by Larry Kramer. Mm-hmm. I did an episode about it. And it's about New York City in the 70s, right? Uh-huh. And it's all about men, like, throwing themselves into the pit of sexuality. Just, like, yeah. Just, like, going into it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've never had the chance to do that before. And now and it's now you're here. Ju- like, now you understand what they're saying. I get about it. <laughs> I can't stop myself. I'm, like, I'm literally like Laura Palmer. I'm, like, uh-huh. it's go. It's out of control. But it's very exciting. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. Now, when you got here, did you kind of do the same thing? I was like, yeah, I, I to be honest, yes, I did. Like, yeah. not as much as I would do. Uh huh. Well, I mean, without COVID. the yeah, without the pandemic, it but didn't yeah. Stop me. yeah. <laughs> I've been terrible. 
but like that's the same like now even the the cruising spot like they have like guidelines like you have to is that like, true out, like the do the sanitize your hands like use mask or whatever <laughs> oh god i mean i was just going to the fucking park you know i didn't see any of you have to stay six feet away from six each feet other away, yeah. unless there's a dick in your mouth <laughs> but yeah but like yeah like cruising spots yeah like it's very very a lot of options let's say lots of things lots of activities activities options like it can like fulfill any any of your fantasy Uh so yeah oh god well i mean being put with something like that in front of you with like you know limitless potential or whatever it's terrifying isn't it but i love i love it because like yeah when always like when i i used to travel i i love to go to the cruising spots of that like specific town yeah i love that or like the gay spot like to see like the difference between like you know the Mm -hmm. cultural differences or like the systems or it's so fascinating now do people like kind of like turn you down at like cruising grounds for like foreigner reasons sometimes or do you ever feel like you're like kind of I feel like you're kind of like it's a big deal if you aren't like super Asian looking and you walk into the like hot and I, sometimes. I never experienced that, uh-huh. but maybe they have those kind of uh, hot tembas, yeah. or maybe they have those hot tembas like those cruising spots that you you can only enter if you look foreigner, you know, or like if, right. if you look foreigner or if you foreigner you pay like less, oh yeah, or more. Or like if you look younger or if you look older, mm-hmm. you pay like because they have a whole different like menu for how you look. So, yeah. I can't even believe there's genres to this. Like yeah, yeah. in Mie, the Hatimba was like at the local castle, and it's just it's, like you know people on like <laughs> castle. Yeah, it's literally. A Pokemon Go. Yeah, for real. It's basically a Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, that, and people would go there to play Pokemon Go too. It's like it's, it's the full circle. But it's like people would just like post on, like Bakusai and be like, mm-hmm. "I'm this tall, I weigh this much, and I'm mm-hmm. this old. Do you want to like do something with me?" And that's all they would do. Do we have those in in the in the states? No, the cage bands like it's the, over. They used to do Craigslist, they, uh, but yeah, they have the too Craigslist. Many people got killed. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's over. But I I did use Craigslist when I was in America. When I was a student, uh-huh. I was like all the time using like those kind of cra- Craigslist style. Yeah, you know, like because we didn't we didn't have the apps. We didn't have like the yeah. social networking. We didn't have like all those. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have all of those. So yeah. I used to use those Craigslists, uh-huh. and yeah, it was like, you know, like, it, it makes you, like, imagine what kind of person is behind no, this No, I crane. think it's so much more interesting, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I don't, when people are like, I need a picture of your asshole, I need a picture of your dick, I need a picture of your of chest, your face, of your, like, just, yeah. Isn't it more exciting if we just, like, meet and find out after? Yeah. And half the time when people send you pictures, they don't look like that when you meet no, them. No, they don't, they don't. Yeah. So... The the contemporary obsession with, like, the explicit photographic detail of every last thing is such a bore to me. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, Hatenba is so exciting. Like, the cruising spots are so fascinating. is because, like, you don't know what's yeah, coming. You, you don't know. Yeah, so it's, it's much more, like, carnal and, like, <laughs> yeah. fascinating, right? Yeah. And I don't know how, like, the, the bullshit of, like, messaging, yeah. like, you know... Yeah, it's like, you know, some guy would be like, oh, like, you're, like, a little more overweight than I want, uh-huh. so I'm going to block you immediately. But, like, they don't, you know, or some, I don't it's know. It's like, yeah, like, what's the point? Like, you don't, it's like, you don't know what we're capable of doing uh-huh, together. Uh-huh. We should find out, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe this just means I'm a big slut. I don't know. I'll probably, I, no, I would I meet like, with anyone, yeah, honestly. I, like, I, like, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I find, like, it's very pointless to, like, those kind of, like, the picture and, like, those 
blocking,、mm-hmm. you know, like generation, like so annoying. Yeah, it's tragic. Yeah. And they don't like, because like they don't even tell you. Like, I have a lot of people like saying to me, like, oh, you should lose weight or whatever.、Uh-huh. And, like, just shut up. Like, just, Do they say that? They say that, yeah. Okay, but if you're in America, people would call you skinny because you are. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, but sometimes even in Japan, like, they, they, they tell me, like, I'm too skinny or I'm too fat. Or, right. Like, yeah. Because also being like, you know, bigger and like having like, kind of like、uh-huh. a, a gut、uh-huh. or whatever,、yeah. that's like a popular thing. Yeah, it's、too. a popular thing too. Yeah, yeah. it's a very famous amount. The only、like. thing I have going for me is that I am white and、mm. I'm 25. <laughs> that's you have to use that. Yeah. I got it. And I, I have long legs,、that. you know? Yeah. <laughs> They like that. I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. They like that.、Um, yeah, I'm totally fine with like objectifying myself and like being like fetishized. It doesn't. Bother mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. I don't care as long as I get what I want at the end of the day, you know? Who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Tokyo sex culture is fucking insane. Yeah, it's、and、insane. It's been three weeks and bars aren't even、mm-hmm. open. I haven't even been gay clubbing or like into like a paid hot dog bar yet. So I've only seen like the surface of、mm-hmm, what can happen、mm-hmm. here and I'm already shook. Oh, girl, like there's so much more because they even have like cruising spots for straight people here in Tokyo. Wait. Like the cruising bars. Oh, like. What? The hap- they call it the happening bars. Oh, I know happening bars. Yeah. I want to go to one. Happening one day. bars. Fun. They have like the. And I'm doing like this regular MCing for a SM like show. Yeah. A, like a SM dungeon <gasps> kind of style.、Uh-huh. It's so much fun because I get to whip some guys. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I did an SM show in Nagoya for a、uh-huh. while. Did you ever do Honey Dip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever meet that guy who likes to get stepped on? No, I never met that. Well, he goes every time now. Yeah. He loves it. And it's delightful. Delightful. Oh my God. I it's love so it. funny. I love it. Yeah. And there's like this huge like sex party, like kink party going on for, in Tokyo for like over 20, 30 years, maybe.、Uh-huh. Called the Department H. Okay. So now they're doing online or like they're limiting the number of people who enter s because、mm-hmm. of the pandemic. But like, it's so much fun because like. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. And like, any kind of kink is welcome. So, if you enter, like, there's people <laughs> naked、uh-huh. in their like, doggy position just getting whipped. Or, like, there's some people like, who think that they're a cat. And they just like, come to you, like, meow. Have you meow. been? So, you've been to this? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. So, any kind of kink, like, doesn't matter. Your sexuality, your gender, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyone goes. Doesn't matter. Like, there's some people who like to get,、uh, like, asphyxiated. There's some people who、right. like to get, like, okay, now what, tied okay. up. The puppies. I'm imagining this, right?、Mm-hmm. And what I'm imagining is one gigantic room with yeah. completely bright yeah. lights. Like, I, I know that's not true, but my, my mental image is just, like, a room full of people, like a Horonimish Bosch painting、mm-hmm. or something. They use, like, this very、uh, old style, like, theater. A theater? Yeah, a theater. So, like, they have like the first floor with the, with the stage. Right. And have like the second floor around. Uh huh. Uh, like, that you can see from above. So,、yeah. they, they remove the chairs and they make this like gigantic like, dance hall or something. It sounds apocalyptic. I、yeah. have to go. And like, people are dressed crazy. <gasps> like, some people are like, la- they're latex. Some people are like puppies. Some people are like, you know,、yeah. naked, whatever you want to. So, You know, having all of this stuff accessible to you.、Mm-hmm. When you moved here, did you feel like your character changed or like your, your perspective was different after moving here? I think like it didn't change. It just like got more comfortable. Oh, cool. Yeah. To do like 
what I, I initially wanted to do or mm-hmm. like w- wanted to express or like, you know, and like there's more people seeing you, more audience, more like different kind of audiences. Yeah. Because like if you don't in Nichome, it's like a very gay limited area. Mm-hmm. But of course we have like straight people coming too. But then you start to do gigs outside of like Nichome. Mm-hmm. And you have like more people coming to you, more people seeing you, like different people, like different backgrounds. So it's it's fascinating. So like you get to do expand yeah. kind of like your art and that's so cool. Yeah. And you can kind of find what you want to do here. Yeah, yeah. I hope I can. Yeah, you should. You should. Oh, you already scary. have a podcast, so like you can. You I mean, can work hooray! On that. But yeah. I mean, if I show up to the, like a fucking gig and like my you know my twenty five dollar wig and like my Zara dress and like my like my you know cross dresser makeup and I show up and they're like, I'm like, hey, can I perform? Like, can but I? There's room for that too. I sure hope so. Yeah. I mean, there should be room for that. I mean, you know, when we talk about the movie, we'll, we'll chat a little bit more about it. But I feel like the kind of drag I do is like very like old style. It's mm-hmm. like it's much more like the drag that you know we mm-hmm. see in in this mm-hmm. movie over like. Kind of like the RuPaul, like the drag, yeah, because like the RuPaul drag that we see is like yeah. very uh, a part of drag, right? Too. It, it totally is. Yeah, there's there should be room for you know everything, mm-hmm. but the problem is that you know I, we don't see we're very fortunate in Japan mm-hmm. because it's so much there's there's so much niche and like people like will go to smaller events for things that they like, mm-hmm. but in America it really is just funneled into like one yeah. fucking like big, the pageant big yeah, beautiful one big female clump. impersonation yeah. yeah. And everyone does, like, the same kind of number and stuff. And, like, then there's, like, the scary drag queens. And it's, like, that. And, like, you know, there should be more. Mm-hmm. That they that. call the alternative drag. Right. Like, which I, f- I think it's, like, very pointless. But, yeah. Absolutely. It is pointless. Drag should, drag, by nature, yeah. be like alternative. Just drag, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, do you like doing drag in Tokyo or Nagoya more? Oh, I love it. Here? I love it, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, like, Tokyo is, like... The more extravagant you are, the more attention you get, uh-huh. and the people will listen to you too. The people like they will like stop and you know check on you. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, because like in a way like if just because if you're a foreigner, people will look at you, right? You know, some kind of I can't, I can't, I can't. That's not enough. Yeah, here. yeah. So like here is not enough. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> the bar is like raised. Do you think I? Do you think I have what it takes? Well, we'll see. <gasps> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure, like, there's some niche. There's some, like, needs. I'm getting dragged right now. Uh, no, girl, come on. No, you're right, though. But yeah, like, no, no, for sure. Like, we have to see, like, uh, how, how like, you can hold the attention. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, people, like, here are, are cold, too. Like, if you're, yeah. not, if you're not good, like, they're not interested. Oh my god, my heart is racing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to be good and like you have to like you know keep up. Ah, uh-huh. so yeah. Oh my god, I wonder if I'm cut out. No, come on. No, I can do it. <laughs> I I know I have it in me, right? Mm-hmm. I just sometimes I wonder if I'm good at translating it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's difficult in Japanese, mm-hmm. and um, you know I'm better than some other people we've worked with in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And also way worse than, mm-hmm. you know, plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Like you, or like Laura, you know? So it's like, uh, so much of like my, my personality is like based off my communication, like speaking and stuff, and I feel like that's important for my drag too, which mm-hmm. is why I like excelled at the at the bar. So now if I'm gonna like try to do club stuff again, or like run that circuit, you know? 
mm-hmm. you know, here we go. Would you but yeah, like I think. Well, now is a, a little bit tricky, but like right. when the the pandemic is over and we have like receive more like overseas like audience, mm-hmm. things like, for sure will change because they're always looking for like English speaking queens or performers. Really? Yeah. Well, it's also like at the same time, it's like I plan to stay here in Japan mm-hmm. until I'm dead. You know this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I also do want to like succeed in in the Japanese scene, yeah. but I'm still like shit Nihongo. So mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, because like the Japanese thing is very like Inagoya too. Like it's mm-hmm. very like uh, cultural. Like you know they have all the traditions and everything, right? So yeah, you which is why I was really like... lucky that you know I was working with Liver the whole time because uh-huh. she's so established there, and you know is so well connected with lots of stuff in the city so you know when someone is introduced to me via her you know i kind of get that mm-hmm. credence but now i'm just you know some washed up bumpkin queen in the middle of tokyo <laughs> with, with who god knows what to prove so you know. yeah yeah you have to like keep go and find you find your like where you feel that you can shine mm-hmm. and then like just how long did it take you until you felt like you were really shining where you were? Wow, I still haven't. Really? I still haven't, yeah. But I think, like, getting on, like, activism and getting on the streets is one of the places that I feel like have been, you know, like, getting out of what I used to do in Nagoya mm-hmm. and something towards more, I something that I want to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Because... I think drag at the end of the day is most people imagine it like we've said so many times already is like you know going to the club doing the lip sync mm-hmm. that thing right but really it's about creating a character mm-hmm. and then doing something with it mm-hmm. right yeah so even if it's not like a gig thing or whatever mm-hmm. I feel like if you're doing something that you care about and you're doing it in drag and you're successfully accomplishing the narrative and the character then you've succeeded yeah yeah because I think like Bar for me is not something I'm very interested mm-hmm. because like I'm not drinking anymore too and oh, yeah. like yeah like just getting drunk by people is not like something that interests me anymore. Meanwhile, I've had like five people <laughs> and I'm gonna have another. <laughs> it's good like for like if you enjoy it, like for yeah. sure because like people will pay for that and people will, will, will come to see you. And people, <laughs> you know, like and that's that's like a, a very well established uh, form of like keep your like maintaining yourself yeah. in drag but i also like want to be like very um you know like educational or like be in places that usually you don't see drag queens mm-hmm. or you don't see like those kind of performers because also like this is the thing in tokyo or in japan like if you see like a gay person or the gay people that they see on tv mm-hmm. have a very specific like storyline yeah so they have this very skewed image of what a gay people is. So right. If you meet you, they say, "Oh, like do something funny, say something funny." <laughs> they think you're you're a clown, a little clown, you know? yeah. Like, and like that's not everything. Like they, we have like our lives and we have our issues and as mm-hmm. as human beings. Oh, trust we have yeah, our issues. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And the difference between like the gay scene or like the LGBTQ plus community in Japan and outside Japan is like we see a lot of like actors or like uh, CEOs, Mm -hmm. doctors, lawyers that are are publicly like out Mm. like they're they're uh, out but like here in Japan the only out people is 
pretty much like those uh, characters the yeah characters, you see on yeah. tv and at the same time you know because of that i feel like the you know like the nightlife and like the like the lgbt culture here is like stronger mm-hmm. in some ways because like in america they do have all those like famous people right mm-hmm. who and or and like successful like normal people yeah, as well yeah. but because of that now in america the problem is that everybody wants to be normal mm-hmm. and they want to erase any of like the disgust or like difficult stuff about being gay and just you know imitate straight people mm-hmm. so it's about finding you know, in the same way I said earlier about, like, finding a balance between, like, being an abject sexual nightmare and, like, you know, respecting yourself or whatever uh-huh. and finding the right way. I think it's the same for gay people, too, is, like, to find a degree of repression mm-hmm. and also find a way to um, authentically, like, express yourself and, like, live successfully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, walking that line is, you know, something that's done culturally and can't be decided by one people. Mm-hmm. You know, one one person can't just do it, so... Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go, yeah. And, like, a lot of people, like, here in Japan, like, they enjoy, like, double life. Like, they have, like, their yeah. normal day life, day phase. Uh-huh. And then at night, like, they go to the cruising spots. Yeah. You know, like, they have married with kids, but then, you know, it turns out, like, they have, like, those... And isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just live the life at the fullest. そうですね。なんかね、自分に be famous like <laughs> you think i'm doing this podcast you for should. nothing you should you should and like because you have like the podcast you can use that also for sure like and you can you know find a way to 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 get like gigs that will suit your style uh-huh yeah well you've given me a lot of hope and a lot of anguish so <laughs> i'm gonna use all of it um so tonight we both uh, sat together in my new apartment. By the way, what do you think of my place? It's so cute. Is it? It's so cute. It's you so well so? put together. Yeah, it doesn't look like three weeks worth. Thank you. Like I, I'm, li- I'm here for like one, one year and a half, and like it looks better than mine. For sure. <laughs> you have like cuter stuff than, than I do. I, I think I'm very happy with my apartment. I mean, I have that view of Shinjuku. The view, the view is the, the only view thing is that amazing. Counts. I the mean, view is amazing. Yeah. It's like a million, million bucks view. Yeah, because when I wake up and I look out that window. It means that I can do that drag thing yeah. I want to do. Yeah, it means can. I can do it. But yeah, you you came to my apartment tonight. We were we're neighbors. Yes, and um, it was very cute to me because when I was you know planning on moving here, the first place I looked was like, oh, I'm gonna move to Shibuya. You Shibuya. know, yeah, yeah, Shibuya. 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 You know, like, uh. and then I was like, oh, that's really expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I can't do that. And so I was like, okay. And I was asking around, and my gay friend was like, oh, well, all the gays live in Nakano. I was mm-hmm. like, huh. And I looked into it, and it seems like kind of like an edgier, like, kind of stuff. I mean, it's like a little suburban, right? Like, a little bit? Yeah, but, like, it's very close to Shinjuku. So right. that's the thing. Like, it's next to Shinjuku, but it's a very residence area, mm-hmm. like, residency. 
but we have a lot of stuff too like the bars and they have like restaurants or whatever oh yeah but like it's the gayest district like we said it's yeah. it's so gay it's you gayest. you know you go to the convenience store and you come back with two fists in your yeah. ass yeah yeah basically like, yeah it's so gay so you came over to my you you made the bike ride to my yes. place and um we watched together Bara no Soretsu. Yes. Funeral Parade of Roses, directed Parade by Roses. Matsumoto Toshio from uh-huh. 1969. 69, yeah. yes. The number that I like. Me too. <laughs> yes. And the reason I showed this movie to you, and the reason I wanted to talk about it, is because um, this is a really fundamental piece of Japanese drag culture. Uh-huh. It is so earnest and real about what it's like to do drag here. Mm-hmm. And it was made... 50 years ago and yeah. yet it still remains perfectly true and this movie has been pretty well received and incorporated into like twitter like you know film and like all mm-hmm. spaces like a lot of like westerners are into this movie because of uh it's very much an art movie in its own yeah. way yeah and because of that it has like a lot of Oh, I forgot to turn off my air conditioner, but that's just going to be how it's going to be for part <laughs> two <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway yeah like this movie has a lot of like clout for, as an art movie, but why I love it so much is because it really speaks to me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, the film depicts a uh, young gay boy, gay boy, gay boy. Yeah, because people will tell you this movie is about trans women, mm-hmm. or they'll tell you it's about drag queens, or they'll tell you about it. It's about gay men, but none of these no. things are true. It's about gay, gay boys. boys. <laughs> it's yeah. about gay boys. All about the gay boys. It's about gay boy, which is the Japanese word that they use to describe what these Them, people do. Yeah. yeah. And um, what they are, are basically queer people mm-hmm. in the truest sense of the word mm-hmm. um, who present femininely live lives similar to drag queens and run around working in bars and sleeping with men and surviving the communist uprising that's going on around them. Mm -hmm. And it leads to a um, portrait of incest and sexuality and drug abuse Mm. and nightmare and beauty. and, yeah. Everything. Traumas. Trauma. Yeah. Trauma. The drama and the trauma. The drama and the trauma. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about that. So what did you think about this when we watched it together tonight? It was very interesting to see, like, 50 years ago, they used to call... Because I don't... I'm not necessarily... I'm not out sure if they were trans mm-hmm. women or if they were, like, very feminine guys. Right. Or non-binary, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, the word they use is gay boy. Right. To describe those kind of people. Yeah. And, like, it was so interesting to see, like, their femininity being so praised. Mm-hmm. In a world, like, nowadays, like, it's so controversial like to be a feminine guy or you know uh if you're a drag queen and feminine like people will praise you but if you're like a, a man and feminine like mm-hmm. it's not the same thing right but if you're trans woman and feminine they like it for the other different reasons mm-hmm. so it was like so interesting like to see like they were categorized in such like a simple way mm-hmm. they're yeah. like gay boy gay boy this is gay boy this that is gay. like everything gay is gay boy. boy yeah yes just gay boy and it was so funny like the interview is like why do you decide to be a gay boy mm-hmm. and it was like i was born like this yeah well because <laughs> one of the wonderful features of this movie is that it has a lot of like documentary features where mm-hmm. it includes like actual interviews with like the queer people in the scene and shows like real documentaries with the cast members as well as like random people from uh-huh. the street. And what I find really magical about like pre-70s gay culture anywhere mm-hmm. is that trans people 
like gay people, like drag queens, like all of it was the same thing. It was gay boy. Yeah. And I feel like that's really beautiful and liberating mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, when I do you know, my cross-dressing to go, you know, catch mm-hmm. some heterosexual genitals, mm-hmm. as it were, I, you know, I don't want to be like, I'm a drag queen. I don't want to be like, I'm trans, because, you know, that's not true. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like a gay man either, because, like, that's not true either. I just, mm-hmm. like, feel like this amorphous cloud of, like, sex Cross-dressing, yeah. Right. I'm gay boy. Gay boy. Exactly. I'm gay boy. It's so much easier. And so nowadays when I'm on Tinder, the word I use is new hafu, new hafu uh-huh. which is not quite accurate. Have you talked about like new hafu in your podcast? Mm-hmm. I yeah. have, yeah. So for people who've missed the episodes I have, it's like the, it's not quite equivalent to transgender, but it's it, like, it, it transits literally to new half. Mm-hmm. So it's like half boy, boy half, half girl. Yeah. yeah. So it can mean like transvestite or transgender, mm-hmm. or it cannot mean that. It, mm-hmm. It's very different from like the way people perceive trans people in America and stuff. And I think that word is even more useful than a lot of stuff. But this movie is really special because of the gay boy mm-hmm. essence, and because it is so filtered through that, it is really beautiful and transcendental about what it means to be like a gay yeah, boy. Yeah. Like, do you feel like these people in the movie? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I can relate to them. Like, yeah, gay boy, like, gay boy is such, like, a strong statement as well. Because mm-hmm. I don't know in what kind of sense they were, like, referring to gay. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, back then, like, gay is not, was not something, like, very, I don't know if it's, it people were aware. Yeah. yeah. Like, because, like, gay, the word itself, like, for them, it was weird for me to see, like, them 50 years ago using the word gay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I don't know how much they understood the concept. Right. But I probably they didn't understand because not even like the 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 gay people who appeared were aware of that. Yeah. So yeah, but like I can I can relate to them in right. some some level. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what I think is so beautiful is that mm-hmm. like they don't know what it they is. They don't know. Yeah. This they, is like they're just happy. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Or not happy. But like just ha- living their lives. Yeah. Well, I mean that's fa- it's amazing because yeah. now we have to you know go through so many bisected the, yeah, different like things. Yeah. Like LGBTQI blah blah like exactly. so many things. But we could all just, we're all just gay boy. Yeah. You know. Just, we're just like queer or gay or whatever exactly (laughs) and that's why i actually really like the word queer as well Uh and i think you know as time has gone on it's become used in a way that's not as honest and Mm -hmm. um but in this sense in this movie it's perfect and Mm -hmm. gay boy i feel is like probably most close to like queer or something yeah and i i feel that too like because i think the way they use the word gay back then Mm -hmm. is the way we will use the word queer now yeah so basically they say like queer boy or like queer right when they refer to gay boy yeah and this movie starts peter who Mm -hmm. um pita who is uh one of the huge name enormous uh which is Mm -hmm. like a television personalities that do the commentary and um they, uh, they appear on variety tv shows here and um it's very shocking for japanese audiences or people who even live here to see pita in this role mm-hmm. because we don't see her that way no no, no. and this, in this movie she is an effervescent like you know 22 year old something and is the most beautiful mm-hmm. person you've ever seen and so much of the movie is just languishing in how good she looks. Like, yes. the scenes of her in the shower. The she, shower, like, her, like when the, she's the fucking. Sad, yeah. Oh, and, um, 
we the hair, yeah, the fashion. The hair. Okay, the plastic uh, dress, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. And we both, you said this, and it was so true. You said she looks like Amuro Nami. Uh huh. And yeah. she does. She does. She like. Amuro Namie herself, mm-hmm. or Amuro Namie is her. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, it's like this is the pinnacle of beauty. I feel mm-hmm. like a woman could never be the most beautiful woman in the world. Mm-hmm. It always has to be gay boy, yeah, or like a, like you know transgender women or women or whatever. Uh-huh. But you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. that is where real beautiful femininity comes from because uh-huh. like the essence of femininity in woman is like um, an act of performance and like creating mm-hmm. femininity mm-hmm. so the only people who can do it best are people who don't have the benefit yeah, before yeah, them yeah. like you and me that's true yeah <laughs> that's how you like you do it right right and I just could not take my eyes off her in this movie she looks so so pretty good so pretty yeah. so sensual and 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 so like the storyline too like it's mm-hmm. so fucked up in a sense but like so beautiful as well yeah and the way they portrayed it like her trauma as a kid mm-hmm. and like you know and she like her grew up version of her trying like to fill the gap between like you know and with those men around her and like the drugs and everything mm-hmm. it was like so so like interesting because she see. looks so sad because she has yeah. all this trauma from her mm-hmm. past and she looks constantly upset, upset and broken yeah. and um when she's like wandering around the street with people all around her and her eyes are like in that glacial pose uh-huh. it's incredible yeah yeah I, I never knew pita could act like this oh my god and she acts the house down Act like, the house like, down. not a lot of actresses can do that no yeah and also like even even she was like the most popular girl in her you know her bar right like she was always like this kind of like doubt, doubting herself mm-hmm. in some kind of way yeah it's yeah. true and I mean think about this I really relate to uh-huh. her character she plays Eddie in this movie mm-hmm. and Eddie is a um, employee at this bar yeah, it's like a host like we, we a say hostess, hostess. yeah, yeah we say hostess, hostess here she does exactly the job that I was doing mm-hmm. and she has rivalry with yeah. her mama who oh is my the, God. the madame the madame <laughs> yes with her with the woman who runs you know the the other gay yeah, boy yeah. who runs the bar and they both are sharing the same man and they have mm-hmm. strife about that but at the same time eddie is also having this oedipus complex mm-hmm. but it's reversed because eddie is also like a gender reversed person so yeah. and you know the typical oedipal complex is uh the man kills his father and fucks his mom mm-hmm. and it's the inverse in this yeah, movie yeah he kills her, her mom, mom yeah. and fucks the father. The father, yeah. Yeah, which is the big like twist at the end of the movie or whatever. Uh-huh. But so much of it is like spent in like this like really artistic slow motion way of showing all of this happening and just sitting with her, looking at her, doubting herself and all of like her like private little pains. Mm-hmm. Even when they're having sex, like in that first scene. Yeah. She always looks it's like looks she's so cursed. Sad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. It's very sad, like yeah, like, the way she carries herself, like, with so much, like, you know, like, insecurity. Mm-hmm. But, like, people cannot see that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's very... It's relatable, too. It's relatable. It's relatable. See, I feel like her. Yeah. I really relate to her yeah. as, like... I do my makeup in a similar uh-huh. way to her, for one. Uh-huh. Neither of us block our brows down. <laughs> she put a wig on with no wig cap no in this wig movie. Cap, yeah, no need. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> no need. And, um... Like that, like her aesthetic essence, but also like 
her endless tortured pain mm-hmm. and the way that she fills it with men and like yeah. you know hedonism i feel the same way too so it's you know kind of like guttural and shocking mm-hmm. to like see that and you know, everyone wants to be like, be like, oh, like, I relate to this in movies. Like, I want to see myself represented. But when they say that, they're usually talking about, like, oh, I want, like, some Marvel superhero that's, like, gay or something. Uh-huh. I don't want that. What <laughs> I want is Eddie stabbing her <laughs> eyes out and, like, fucking her dad. Fucking her dad. Yeah. yeah. Killing her mom, fucking her dad. Exactly. And stabbing her eyes. Because that's real. I mean. Yeah. And it was, so, like, in the way, like, they portrayed because, like, probably, like, she stabbed her eyes because she didn't want to see or she wanted to unseeing what she saw. Right. But, like, it's impossible because now she cannot see any newer information mm-hmm. and it will stuck to her mind because mm-hmm. her, like, lover slash dad, <laughs> like, killing himself was mm-hmm. the last thing she saw. Yeah. And probably she will stuck with that for the rest of her life. Yeah. Because the end of the movie is when um, it's revealed that the man that she and the madame, madame at the, the bar mama, yeah. have been tied up with is actually Eddie's father, her long-lost mm-hmm. father. And... Um, he realizes this and brutally kills himself and then she follows suit by stabbing herself yeah. with, a, with a knife and watching her stumble into like the bright day of Shinjuku mm-hmm. and be surrounded by all the straight people looking at her mm-hmm. that was like the truest purest gay moment of the movie yeah, to me it was being blind <laughs> bleeding out of your eyes onto a white dress is like you're surrounded that's, by heterosexuals real that's basically like we getting out of metro yes <laughs> five in the morning yes <laughs> like sweating our makeup down oh yeah i mean <laughs> Even beyond that, it was me at the straight bar last night <laughs> after, like, having to see so many cute guys who I'll never be able to fuck and just, like, be tortured by <laughs> tortured it while, by that, like, you know, while all my all friends are fucking them. <laughs> I am Eddie at the straight bar, bleeding down my face, just like none of you know, wielding the knife. Yes. yes. That, I mean, it's, like, one of the truest depictions of gay emotion I've ever seen, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the emotion, like, it's so much emotion. It, like, they... They're not afraid to like release like their their emotions or like express that mm-hmm. because like that the thing they're fighting oh my god that was the best thing yes because she and the mother have their uh, yeah. their big confrontation mm-hmm. and one of the, something special about this movie is it invokes a lot of older art film uh-huh. and um, there's like lots of um, references like you know Charlie Chaplin yeah like, comedy yeah, a lot of Charlie Chaplin yeah very Charlie Chaplin. And then at the same time, also, like, experimental horror cinema as mm-hmm. well. There's, like, a two-minute segment where it's, like, five seconds of looping footage with flashing lights uh-huh. and screaming and sex and... Um, like, drugs and, yeah. Everything, yeah. Melting. And, it, and it's, like, this horrifying noise for two minutes that we're just, like, sitting next to each other on the couch like, with watching. It's like, oh. Is it gonna end? Is, or? Um, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> How long will this go for? And the, the sex scene with, uh, what was the guy, like... The, the, the director guy? Yeah, I think, With yeah. the beard? Yeah, like, like the black... Like John Lennon? The black guy. No, no, the black oh, guy. Oh, the black guy. Yeah. Yeah. The sex with yeah. him and, like, oh, the right, sound. Right, right. Yes, okay. So she fucks the black guy who is, like, uh, like an a American customer, military maybe? man. Yeah. yeah, he's a customer. And there's a great shot when they're fucking where it pans to him, like, holding, like, a scalped, like, Asian person. Yeah, oh <laughs> it's like, oh, what God. has he done? It's like, this movie has a lot of awareness about, like, the Vietnam War. Yeah, the Vietnam War. Yeah, and about the communist revolution that mm-hmm. was going on in Tokyo at that time. Like, yeah. at one point she takes in a, like, leftist like protest, protester, yeah. which I find really delightful that, like, the whole world is, like, closing in on, like, these people. But, mm-hmm. um, anyway like that that sex scene that she has with the the Vietnam War vet or whatever 
all of a sudden it cuts back and you see everyone directing the sex scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you think about that? Oh, it was so strange. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand, like, for a second. And it, okay, there's, like, showing the di- directing part of the, of, the, of the movie. Of the movie that you're watching. Yeah, so it was, like, they, were, like, was going, like, back and forth about, like, the movie itself and the, the like, kind of, like, documentary of yeah. taking the movie. yeah. So it was like a parallel line going like all all together. So right. it was like very and like the past and the present and the the future was like all mixed up. Yes. Um which is something I always forget when I'm watching it because like everything the movie starts at the end and like then yeah. inner like explains up to it like through uh-huh. pieces and you never really get a clear uh-huh. feel for what's the the linearity of it is until the end. But like when it cuts to the directors in that scene, it's a really special moment because Depicting gay people fucking is already very, very rare. Let alone for nineteen fucking sixty nine, yeah. right? Fifty years ago. And on top of that, this movie has the foresight to kind of like see like the innate, creepy, voyeuristic eye of pornography mm-hmm. and like see like some kind of evil thing in it and then put it into harsh white light by showing that it's, you know, fiction mm-hmm. and I just think it's so breathtaking it was so amazing yeah. it was so like I like the interviewing in between with the actors mm-hmm. it was so interesting to like to see like because I never seen like something like that before where like, they stopped the movie to yeah, talk to the, the actors and talk to, to talk, about yeah, the role to talk yeah to talk about like the the roles mm-hmm. the characters yeah. with the actors playing them like portraying them like, and she was like oh I can relate with, with this this Eddie because I lost my father when, like, when I was young too. And you would never know. Yeah, yeah, because that was so raw. That like, is a really special moment in the movie. Is when it cuts to the Peter interview, mm-hmm. and it's so close on her face. Yeah, it's ju- and she keeps adjusting yeah. part of her wig to like, yeah, on, like the, to go onto her the side under of her highlight, yeah. you know, and she looks so, so good, and she's like laughing, and mm-hmm. she's like. Ah, I relate. I, I relate. relate. And then talking about like her own dead father. Uh-huh. And she's like, the only thing I don't relate to is the incest. Incest, <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't fuck him, but yeah, I can relate. her yeah. hair again. And it's like, you, I mean, that's the moment where both the Eddie character and Peter playing Eddie is like the most glamorous. It's yeah. like, you see all of the mechanisms uh-huh. of like femininity being created in that moment. And it's like so beautiful. It is. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like, but, but like, before like, in the as like as you can see in the shungas, you know, like mm-hmm. those Japanese portraits, like sex was something very open and positive, right? And like even like homosexuality was very much accepted. Yeah, it was very much like in the same way that it was in Greece before, yeah, in Greece, where yeah, you know, yeah. Men and specifically like mm-hmm. samurai and like a yeah, more aggressive, like, like very mm-hmm. in a in a powerful position. Yeah, you know, like having a lot of like boys. Yeah, boys, sexual partners. It was like something very royal to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like and then like after you know like the 50s, 60s, 60s, it becomes like more taboo. But then like they making this movie in the sixties, mm-hmm. beginning of seventies. That was like, it's so I think revolutionary and right. in Japan yeah and you know like and all those characters like the the Guevara or like mm-hmm. the John Lennon looking guy yeah. and like oh they're like the scene that I like the most is like all of them like different genders 
different sexuality, all of them like girls, boys, gay boys、uh-huh. in the same room, just like having a joint all together,、yeah. like one passing to another one, and then walk into this line. And whoever、yes. falls, like they have to take one piece of their clothes. And they're just having fun. It's like not sexual, but it's sexual in some, like, you know, some way. Yeah. It was like so amazing to see. And I want to be a part of those, that group. <laughs> yeah, same. I want to hang out with them for sure.、Yeah. I was thinking that the whole scene,、um, I think, you know, along with what you're talking about, how it used to be in Japan when、mm. like samurai used to take their boys all the time, you know, what happened was like the Meiji Restoration,、yeah. right? And so when Christian influence came in, came in and they're like, okay, now we have to follow the, the、right. Bible. <laughs> But the funny thing is, is that it never went away, it just changed, you know? And that's what. I talked about a few episodes ago on my History of Sexuality trilogy, which is about these books that are currently holding yes, up your microphone stand.、Yes. So, yeah. And I, I, want, I want to borrow those. You should. <laughs> you, Foucault's amazing. And one of the things he says is that nothing, you know, taboo is not a form of oppression or repression. What it actually is, is like a way of actually making sexuality more present in daily conversation、mm-hmm. because it takes work to put something behind a border and to repress something and say that it's not there and you shouldn't do it. It's a way of you know, filtering the sexuality into something else. So, the boy fucking and like, you know, the, you know, all this stuff, it's always been there. It just、mm-hmm. has、like、changed over time.、Yeah. And this movie has a really strong sense of it you know, changing as time goes on. And、mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it has a lot of like, references to like, past Japan. Like, we see like, the madam's like, old picture of her when she used to play the, what's it called? Like, the samisara? The samisen. samisen、mm-hmm. What is samisara? That's, samisara fucking, yeah. that's an Indian word that I just said. That's not <laughs> But yeah, she used to play that. Samisen.、Uh-huh. And can you imagine that? Yeah. The, the new hop, like playing that at the、playing、bar. That, yeah. Can I do that? Of course. That's what I should be doing. It's like so geisha y. Right? I don't need to be doing fucking no, lip sync. Like, who wants to、no. see lip sync? Like, just let's、no. play the Japanese, you know, traditional、yeah. shamusen in kimono. <laughs> I want to do it in the kimono with the hair up and everything, and then I want to suck a dick after. Oh my god, yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Or, like, just,、yeah. just play a man. Like,、oh, just lay down a man. Put the dick down. Yeah, put the dick down, and then just, like, play shamusen <laughs> with the sound, like. <laughs> Exactly.、Yeah. This is actually a great idea that's for like, a performance. Like a this is a good show, show time, yeah. yeah. But we have to find someone who、um, can keep well, it up for three well, and a half minutes. Well, in Tokyo. <laughs> you know, in Tokyo, there's got to be one. In Tokyo, options. Okay, see, we're playing a number right here. We're going to do a song. In <laughs> the the show, you'll see I'll、her. take the nipples, you take the dick. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. I mean, you have, I mean, that one guy who apparently lives in my fucking apartment that you hang out with, who's like a whore on Twitter. <laughs> like, let's get him to do it. He's、oh、cute. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've always had a fantasy of、uh, one number I really want to do is like FKA Twigs. I want to do like Water Me by her.、Uh-huh. And I want to get like some ripped guy.、Uh-huh. And I want to just tie myself up with like chains to him and like thrash around、uh-huh. the whole number. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Another one. I'm just going to say all the numbers yeah, I want to do. Yeah, all with like all your plans. I want to do. Do you know Kate Bush? Kate Bush, uh huh. Yeah, she's a UK singer and、uh, she has a song called Heads Were Dancing. Okay. And it's a song about being a woman who meets a handsome guy at a bar and like kisses him and she's so happy. And then she finds out it's Hitler. Oh my God. <gasps> I know. So I, shocking. Shocking. So I want to do that song in a wedding dress and I want to make out with a framed picture of Hitler and then punch the Hitler picture at、oh、the end. Oh my God, yeah. But. I worry that I will find a place that will let me make out with a Hitler with picture. With a Hitler picture. <laughs> But this is the thing I want to like, this is my idea too. Like, I want to like gay Hitler.、Mm-hmm. 
you know, like yes, gay Hitler. Yeah, the yeah gay well, Hitler. I mean, yes, gay Hitler. <laughs> gay Hitler. You know, like yes, all these like terrible things that he did because he was oppressed because he's gay. You know, like this is like just just you know. There is literally a Mishima Yukio <laughs> play about this. It's called My Friend Hitler. Oh really? Yeah, you know Mishima. Oh my God. Yeah, Mishima is. Like, daddy, yes. right? Come yeah. on, daddy. You know, he has a play called My Friend Hitler, and it's really? about all the people in his uh, administration who uh, want to fuck him, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So, listen, let's do our Nazi era mm-hmm. together. Uh, yeah. oh <laughs> we can go let's down together. together yeah. <laughs> together, yeah. <laughs> we wear the armbands and everything. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I'm Jewish, it's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, you know... Honestly, Japan is the country you probably wouldn't get canceled for that in. Yeah. Like, the girl groups, like Keiki Saka 46, like, were, like, they did SS costumes, like, one year. Really? Yeah. Oh I mean, God. they were around for a while, so it's like, I could probably get away with it too, <laughs> right? I'm Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but making art of, like, those topics, I think it's very important. Very important. And also, like, to people, to have opportunity, like, to give opportunity to people to talk about that, you mm-hmm. know, because, like, this is something that's not very talked about. But drag is transgressive. Yeah. And it should be. It should be. Yeah. That's why, like, I like to perform in, like, things that people normally wouldn't talk, especially in the club scene. Right. Because, like, people who go to the club, they don't think about, like, postpartum depression, you know? Like, they, they don't, don't think, think about... about lube pools yeah, either, lube you know? Pool. They lube pools, maybe it. they think about <laughs> that sometimes. Bit, yeah. yeah, a <laughs> little kidding. bit. But, yeah. Like, menstruation, for example, uh-huh. or, like, those kind of things. Like, they don't think about that, like, mental illness. So, yeah, to perform those kind of things is the same thing that the movie we saw, like, the mm-hmm. gay boy thing. Like, more people should be seeing that, yes. should be watching that. Well, any way that drag confronts people, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think you do really confrontational drag. Like, you mm-hmm. get people un- involved. <laughs> and I hope that my gimmicks have involved people before. Mm-hmm. Like, pulling the chains out of my pussy, ripping mm-hmm. up a Bible, you know, mm-hmm. like that stuff. It's like, I hope that that kind of, like, snaps people to yeah, attention, yeah, too. Yeah. Because the RuPaul drag and there's nothing wrong with this like there you know a really good Rihanna performance or something is you know transcendent and beautiful in its own way Mm -hmm. when you see a drag queen do a pop song perfectly that's also amazing but it's like you can use drag which is like weird and like gross like transgressive and creepy it's like you can you can do something truly shocking with it if you want to you can get along with it because like Something that you usually wouldn't do, uh-huh. or like people wouldn't do, but you can do that because like you have the right, you have the power to do that. Because you've already made the joke. Yes. It's like, you know, when especially for you know not all drag queens, but you know for people like us, it's like the joke is that we're not girls. Mm-hmm. You have chest hair. Yeah. And I'm a man. Like I, you know, I got fucking five o'clock shadow, and there have been a lot of nights in Metro where <laughs> it is perfectly present. You know. <laughs> So it's like, that's the joke. It's like, I think drag is really good when you're not trying to pretend that you're yeah. what you're not. It's like, call attention to it and use that as a way to make a point about something. Mm-hmm. Like, say something mm-hmm. and make art. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, drag is, for me, it's, it's pretty much, like, playing with femininity and masculinity and right. shocking people. Because yeah. that's why, like, I like to keep my chest hair very visible uh-huh. so people get confused they see like face chest like body face body and it's like what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is this because you have a beautiful face <laughs> like a very girl because and this yeah, is something yeah. i was very insecure about because growing up like i always like people would say like oh you look very young you look mm-hmm. very feminine blah, blah blah and i was very insecure about that but like now i just 
love myself the way I am. Well, you're gorgeous. And then, like, I, like, you know, in this gay world, like, people who have beard is, like, more, get more attention. But, like, uh-huh. I just lasered my, the fuck out of my beard. I would fucking so, love to laser I, my shit off. <laughs> I would die to do that. I fucking hate shaving work. Like, it makes me want to kill myself. It's awful. Yeah, it's bad for your skin, too. So, like, I just, know. like, lasered it. So, get like, it off my fucking face, honestly. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm never going to use it. I, like, literally. And you save foundation. Yeah. Okay. The foundation struggles. I go through a fucking NYX palette with the orange. I have to put that shit on. I gotta cake that on. I go through one of those in three weeks. Three three cakes. Oh my god. And now NYX is closed in Japan too. Yeah, NYX is what already closed. What am I going to do now? Yeah, now. I'm not Peter. I'm not just like she like literally puts on like three yeah. like, like dabs just powder, of BB cream just and like some eyeliner and like leaves and glues her eyelashes out and, and like fucking convenience store like one ply yes. on like ugh. But I think like with the the gay boy the drag that they're doing if you want to call it drag it's very transgressive too. Yeah, I think yeah. it's very transgressive, and it's a form of like entertainment that people pays a lot of money like it they, they don't like you know like those host like hostesses kind of thing moves a lot of money in japan mm-hmm. it's a very like big part of the economy yeah so yeah and i think like people pay to that because they have this fascination and i think this is something very common for like trans women as well in japan mm-hmm. this like huge fasc- fascination towards like trans women oh yeah but the thing that they want is like the dick like they they need the penis like if you're oh, trans yeah. or like the thing they call new hahu like they seek for dick girl let me tell you about this really quick okay because <laughs> i have my tinder right i have my cross-gender tinder i have momo okay this is my third personality it's zach chi chi and momo there's three of us uh-huh. living in here and literally all of those guys want the dick so bad yeah. it's insane and then i talk about this to my friends and they're like oh they're gay i'm like no they no. are not gay they're not they gay. are straight they're not people. gay yeah but it's like it's fascinating for a woman to have a dick it's yeah. like, you know riveting for them yeah I think like it's breaking like this you know like this idea of like woman body men men's body and like have like looking like a girl having a dick is like something that passes their imagination yeah or maybe but like it's so popular and this is the thing like because they don't want to be fucked by a guy looking person they want to be because, fucked by a girl with because, a dick. Yeah, yeah, because, like, if they're fucked by a, a, a male-looking like a character... character or yeah, something. character, yeah, no. like... Not because they feel that they they are gay, but because, like, society will look them mm. as gay people. Yeah. And they don't want to be looked as gay people by society. But if they're fucked by someone look like who looks like a girl, it's they're not gay. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing is, is that, like right now in male culture a lo- there's a lot of submission going mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. guys have become a lot more submissive and I don't know what it is about the current cultural climate that's making that happen I think in America it's really bad mm-hmm. because a lot of the political culture is a lot about like condemning men and stuff so I think people that kind of react to that sexually and kind of envision that in a sexual context where they they want to dick up their ass and they want it from a trans girl or a crossdresser mm. or something and so i have experienced endless popularity with very beautiful like weightlifting men in this country because i will crossdress and i have a dick you know and this movie understands that too mm-hmm. and what's shocking about it is it, it fucking got 
the truth of that and knew it 50 years ago. Because mm-hmm. there is this scene that spends fucking four minutes or something in black, beautiful black and white of Peter lavishing herself in uh-huh. the shower, putting her hair back and looking so gorge. And then, you know, it goes to her ass, which is also perfect. And then it pans up and she has her hand over her tits and she takes it back and it's the nipples, yeah. the boy nipples. Mm-hmm. And then you, it makes, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like, um, nothing, no art is like ready to talk about this yet. No, 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 one. no, no one. Everyone is fucking trans girls and everyone is fucking girls with dicks or like men with dicks who are cross-dressing. Cross-dressing, it's like, yeah. It's everywhere. It is so prevalent. If you are listening to this, one of your friends has fucked a cheap yeah. girl before, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But this is the thing, like, not because, not that the guys are, I don't feel the guys are becoming submissive. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I, for me, I, I feel like men with more power socially tends mm. to be, the more power they have, the more submissive they are. That's very true, too. So, like, if they, like, because they're not used to be looked down or they're not used to, like, uh, receive orders or something like that. And I think this kind of system oppresses mm. them in a way that they they need someone to be, like, you know, giving them orders yeah. or like being dominant I think that can be true them. too because uh, you know I was talking about that investment banker earlier right mm-hmm. like that makes a lot of sense he's like rich you know yeah. like he but, is like rich and powerful mm-hmm. like uh, socially right so, like, but there is a different guy when I was back in Mie who is the loveliest boy mm-hmm. really sweet guy uh, 26 and huge dick <laughs> enormous and he but he was like working a minimum wage job and had never had a girlfriend and I gave him his first blowjob okay I don't think anyone has given him a lot of power in his life I think people have taken it really Take drastically it away from him <laughs> and so I um I felt sad after mm. after that I still talked to him oh that's that's sweet I mean yeah but I mean it's like He's a really nice guy, and some girl should fuck him. Mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, it's, like, the difference is, like, between, like, the age of, like, 30 down mm-hmm. to 30 this up, is like, true, is different. He, yeah, that's true. That's really true. Wow. Because, like, especially... Well, this is why you're the... This like, is why you work at Tango, babe, and you got it. <laughs> girl. Yeah, but, like, this is the thing, like, especially in Japan, maybe mm. outside of Japan, too, but, like, especially in Japan, like... Japan is is a very sexist country, mm, mm. so like men has a lot of power in Japan. Like yeah. you don't see a lot of like women CEOs, or we don't see a lot of women making decisions. Right. And men like normally like if you work in a Japanese company, yeah. Like you don't have to do anything. You don't mm-hmm. have to do shit. If you're a man, like you will get like raised. No, I mean every year. It's really crazy. Yeah. Like the the corporate culture here is unbelievable. Yeah. It's truly shocking Mm -hmm. so I think that is right but I also have to wonder because I know this is happening in America too and um, right now girl boss is like you know all the team Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I don't know maybe right now is this like the people who look like girls and have penises moment Mm -hmm. like I mean, it works for me. Yeah, they. I think. I think like the women in power, like the the CEO, women CEOs, uh-huh. have to be the girls with the dicks to yeah. be in that position. Like That's they have so to portray true. that. Otherwise, like people don't take them seriously. Yeah, and then also when they have to commit to that, mm-hmm. then they kind of like also end up like losing their own like feminine like mm-hmm. joy. Yeah, and, like, they have like to sacrifice that part of them. The answer is that so, yeah. is in this oh 
I got so motivated. I just like fucking tossed my microphone. This I, I was ready to go. The answer to this is in this movie because mm-hmm. there is that scene with the communist revolutionary who mm-hmm. talks about like living your life to end violence in some way, right? Uh-huh. It's yeah. Like, you know, every choice you make is this going to end or, or prolong, keep, yeah, prolong violence? violence? Like, are you using violence to end violence right. or violence to like keep? No matter what culture you're in. Are you choosing to end or protract violence? It's like exactly that. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. And also the answer is that girls who have dicks are like fascinating. Rock the world, yeah. <laughs> but this is like, me. <laughs> yeah, and like this, I, I was talking like to uh, my my lesbian couple friends, uh-huh. and this is saying like in the lesbian world, like both femininity and masculinity are praised. Because mm-hmm. like you're feminine, right. like they like that. They if you're masculine, yeah, and everything, they like yeah. that. In the gay culture, it's a little bit different because if you're feminine, it's, you're yeah. not that praised. Mm-hmm. But if you're masculine, like people like die for you. And everyone's becoming more feminine as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many masculine gay friends do you have? I have like two. Like, all the buff guys. All those the those buff guys, guys are femme. They are so they, femme. They are fucking pussy. The queens are the, the men. <laughs> okay, seriously though. Queens are the true I, men. Okay, you know, I have my little gay dramatic lisp and everything. Like, you know, you, you've heard me talk. I think I'm actually quite masculine. <laughs> You're masculine. Right? I feel like I am. Mask. Well, except for, you know, I have... I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> but on Monday, okay, uh-huh. I went to this guy's house because I was going to top him. Uh-huh. I was going to give that a whirl. Uh-huh. And I walked in and he's like, you seem like more of a bottom to me. <laughs> and then... But that was, people talk to me a lot too, like, because like I, I do drag or like, uh-huh. because I they have like this very childish, young, yeah, but youthful but, like, face. You, but listen, both of us have a confrontational, strong mm-hmm. energy, right? Mm-hmm. We're both tops emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, I mean, I will like suck a dick and then, you know, put it out. <laughs> But like, even when I'm doing that, I'm still like emotionally a top, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because like top is not only about like because like this is different it's like being, being dominant and being like top is right. two different things, mm-hmm. right? But even though like there's so many like those like strong buff like guys who goes to the gym, they're all like and they're all whiny little fags. They're so not yeah, they're so like Wee! submissive Wee! bottoms. It's like crazy. and they're not only bottoms, they're like they're super bottoms. <laughs> they're not even they're power, like, they're, but they're not, not power, power bottoms. bottoms. No, not they're power bottoms. Bo- they're super <laughs> bottoms because they're, they're, they're like submissive and bo- like it's so it's true. It's so to see, and that's why when I run into gay guys like that, I'm never. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even try. I'm just like. I know you're like a squirming mule uh-huh. little bottom. Like I don't you can't do anything for me. What you the kind of gay guy you gotta look for is like the dirty looking like guy who's like kind of like dejected at the club and is like on uh-huh. his phone and like hasn't shaved in two days. Uh-huh. That's the top in yeah. the club. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. Because any guy who spends that much time on you know like, getting ready, yeah, like that's a fucking bottom. That's babe. a fucking bottom. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that's why like I, I cannot pick up guys at the club anymore. Because <laughs> like <laughs> I haven't even tried like getting gay men at a club is like a foreign language to me. That's harder than Nihongo. <laughs> You know, apps, it's fine. I can do that. Cruising, obviously. Obviously. Literally a walk in the yeah, park. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> but, like, at the club, no. I can do it anywhere. If I'm in drag, I can fuck anyone. Yeah, in drag, like, because, like, we don't fuck gay people in drag. We fuck, never. like, straight people. <laughs> never, never, never. Except for one time that I did. One time. At Metro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Metro. But I've done, yeah, like... 
I, I hated it. Doing I loved dra- it. Doing the drag. Because, like, why, why did you hate it? The wigs, the lashes, oh, I mean, the padding. Yeah, I mean, the padding. pain. So. Maybe I think, like, if like, I do a lighter, lighter uh-huh. version. Yeah. Maybe, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, see, 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 that's exactly it. Because when I did it, it's Little Miss Blonde Bob. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's Little Miss, like, <laughs> one pair of convenience dry lashes. <laughs> it's not that much eye makeup. Okay. It's a light lip. A light lip, yeah. It's a shirt and a skirt. You know, tights, heels. Okay, then you get the easy, then you get the boys. You get the boys. Yeah, Japanesey. You got it. <laughs> but yeah, this whole fascination that they have towards yeah, like masculinity or like masculine girls or mm-hmm. like dick inset like yeah. just dick. It's something very crazy because yeah. Well, I mean, as this movie shows. It's a fascination that has been here for over a half long a century. Time, yeah. A long, long, long time. And um, Funeral Parade of Roses is one of the only movies to show the dick fascination in mm. pure violent detail. And not only does it, it see it and show the dick fascination in complete purity, it also shows what it's like to be the person having the dick and like mm-hmm. the pain yeah, of yeah, it yeah. and the eye stabbing. Because ultimately... What's gonna happen to me is what happens to like the the mother in this movie is she's gonna like grow old and kill herself, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna be you know Eddie and I'm gonna stab my eyes out, or I'm gonna you know pray to God that I find another way. Mm-hmm. But this is the fate for people like me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You stab your eyes out, you kill yourself, kill yourself, or like, or oh, like, why, what are you gonna do? What? Yeah, I don't know. Me wa Akihiro. That's the answer. Okay. You know, be, be, yeah. <laughs> Miwa got old and fat and ugly, and she bleached her hair to be electric blonde yellow. Blonde yellow. And she became a fucking like philosopher. Pikachu yellow. Yeah, Pikachu yellow, and she became a philosopher. She became like the the modern Buddha. Truly, she became the modern Buddha. See, and okay, that's what you gotta do. Yeah. If you're, if you either stab your, your eyes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stab your eyes, kill yourself, or become Miwa. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.